You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we have an interview with Miss Sarah Jones from introvertedalpha.com. And she's a dating coach just like myself. And I've had her on before. We have her on again. And we're talking about something really interesting here. And I'm glad I'm talking about it with another female so we can get some of that kind of experience. We're talking about how do you navigate touch in the Me Too movement era? It's very specific, right? But this is a question that I get all the time. How do you navigate being physical with a woman when you first meet her, we're not talking about in the bedroom, but when you first meet her, how do you navigate that in a world where there is ultra sensitivity? Ultra sensitivity. So we go over that and we even give you steps. Sarah gives you these great steps in terms of what to do and, and how to navigate touching when you first meet a woman. And then we even go into how do you navigate kissing. So there's a lot of good stuff here. You know, like I usually say with interviews, when there's a lot of good info, practical stuff, make sure you're taking notes so that you can use this stuff in your dating world. I want to just say right now that coaching is something that is extremely helpful with this. Okay. What I mean is when you're trying to navigate through the new culture and the new world, there's a lot of fear. Guys are very scared, they're very fearful of of consequences of what could come when you're talking to women, when you're doing what's called cold approaches, which is something I specialize in teaching in terms of going up to a woman that you've never met before and saying hello and introducing yourself, you know, whether it be at a bar or at the grocery store or wherever, out and about, right? So offline approaches. And so when I get on the phone with coaching clients, I help them specifically maneuver their way through these situations and give them step-by-step action steps, similar to what you're going to hear today. From Sarah. Now, I believe when you have someone kind of holding your hand through the process and someone that you can get access to all the time, it is extremely, extremely helpful. I do with my coaching clients what's called unlimited texting. And I'm texting a lot throughout the day with guys who need their questions answered, with women that they're either dating or women they want to approach. And I can be there for you too. So if you're interested, go to coachedbytrip.com immediately and fill out an application form. And if you fill it out to a, a good degree, I will email you or text you and you and I will hop on a phone call and see if coaching is a good fit for you. So I highly encourage you to do it, especially if you've been thinking about it for a long time. The summer is coming up soon. There's going to be great weather across many of the of the countries where this podcast is listened to. And so let's get you prepared for that. Go to coachedbytrip.com today. Fill out an application form. If you're over 18, you already pre-qualify. Sound good? All right. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Let's talk to Sarah Jones about how to navigate touch in the Me Too movement era. Hey, Sarah, it's great to have you on the podcast again. Hi, Tripp. Thank you. Awesome to be here. Yes, this is great. So uh, you were on the podcast. Do you remember what year it was? It was definitely a few years ago. This is our second episode together. Yes, maybe 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Maybe even potentially earlier. I just remember being like, like 15 or 16. But either way, it's great to have you back. 
And you know, who better to speak to this topic than a woman? And you were saying to me earlier that this is something that you've been working on guys with. I know I've gotten questions from this from from guys about you know how to deal with meeting women in this Me Too movement era, right? Exactly. Maybe before we get into it, though, for the guys who don't know you, explain who you are, what you do, and how you got into it. Yeah. So I'm Sarah Jones. I founded Introverted Alpha in 2014. We were just reminiscing on how long we've been able to help our respective guys, right? So I've been able to work with guys who are often software engineers or similar, like, you know, analytical mind and just kind of sometimes feel like they're in their heads. And I help them to, you know, be more in touch with what's going on in the moment with a woman and be able to connect from a really confident place, knowing who they are and the value that they bring. That's awesome. How do you think you got into this? I always, I always loved helping people uh, one-on-one. I was an academic tutor on and off for 10, 11 years, starting when I was a teenager. And I always just loved taking something that was complicated and not fun and making it fun and simple just by helping them feel more confident tackling the task and feel more empowered and just, you know, we would have fun together. And then I was in art school and was working on selling my art and had a business coach. I was like, I want to be doing what she's doing. She's helping people. And that's like a passion of mine. So I went to coaching school and through a circuitous and interesting route, landed on dating, uh, dating specifically for men. And uh, here we are. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that you say what you said, because I feel like when and people ask me, how did I get into it? And I feel like the way I teach it now is how I would have want to have learned when I first started. And you know, back in 2008, when I was learning about attraction and becoming more alpha and, and things like that, and becoming more confident, there wasn't much out there that I connected to or resonated with. And so I feel like I've created the thing that I would have want to learn from. And I just, I, that kind of reminded me of that based off what you said, like making it fun, making it interesting, right? Yes, exactly. And yeah, I love that. I, a lot of guys who are similar to the kind of guys that I work with, but like they're already married and they have a family and everything. They're like, oh my gosh, where were you? This is how I would have wanted to learn it. And that's just the best compliment. I'm sure you get that too from your guys. Like, ah, oh, this is so helpful. It's just making it doable and I get to be genuine and you know connect with people. No, totally. And I, I just like to... What I enjoy doing is breaking it down to making it so simple so people can understand, right? Like, I try to break it down so someone who has no idea and doesn't know where to start with women will understand it because we're just kind of breaking it down to its simplest points. Exactly. So. Exactly. Which is so helpful for men. I mean, for people, but especially men, especially analytical men. It's like, okay, how do I just understand the steps? Right. Exactly. So speaking of steps, you have some steps today to teach us. And basically, the questions that I've been getting from guys in terms of the Me Too movement and all this stuff, they've been saying like, you know, trip, I don't know what to do. You know, the Me Too movement, like I feel like we got to be extra careful and extra sensitive. And can you still approach a woman on the street? And how does this work now? So I have some thoughts on this, but let's hear yours. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate whenever someone asks about this because it's like, okay, things are already hard before and now it's even harder. 
because I'm not even supposed to do anything. That's how a lot of guys feel. It's like, but the thing is the women that they want to connect with who were open to men and, you know, feminine women, they of course still want the man to take the lead. It just does look a little bit different now because we're all more sensitive to treating each other and ourselves with respect and everything. So it's been, it, it's been a conversation that's been a lot of different things, but what I like to do is just take the positive that we can learn and grow and become better people from. So pretty much the biggest thing that my guys say, and they really similar to what you just shared is like, how do I, how do I incorporate touch? Because before the Me Too movement, I was like, you've got to touch her. That's the only way that you're going to be able to really tell if she's interested. And you're just like friendly touch, you know, like on her arm or her hand or her knee or something, but you've got to do something to show her that you're comfortable with touch and to to gauge how interested she is. But after, during and after the Me Too movement, it's like, you know what? Actually, there's a step before touch, which is just your proximity to her and feeling the attraction, being comfortable with the attraction that you feel either between you or certainly that, that you have for her rather than kind of like stuffing that under. It's a little more subtle and I'm sure you might have like lots of questions we can dive into. How do you do that? Because it's it's not as straightforward on the surface as like touch her here. You know, it's like pretty straightforward versus proximity, but we can still break it, break it into steps. So number one is being comfortable in your body ahead of time, like even before you get to the date, which is super helpful because you can practice that anytime. And we can get more into that trip if you'd like about you know, how to have that comfort level in your own body. Because for attraction, it's so much for a woman about how does her body feel around your body. And so doing all that kind of pre-work is super helpful and being comfortable with attraction too. Some guys feel uncomfortable even with attraction, especially after Me Too. It's like, is it even okay that I'm attracted to women? Of course it is. So being comfortable with that, we can talk more about that as well, just kind of running through you know, the main points. And then when you're actually on a date with a woman, being in proximity a couple of inches closer to her than you would be with a friend or a colleague or something helps to kind of differentiate the vibe here. And you're not touching her yet. You're just in closer proximity. And then you watch, how does she respond to you? Is she moving away from you? In which case you want to be respectful of that and move away as well until you can kind of like revisit that by moving a little closer. Or is she staying where she is, which means that she's comfortable? Or is she even moving closer to you, which is awesome? And then if she's staying where she is for a while or moving closer, then you can touch her. So it's this whole buildup before you ever touch her, which ends up just feeling relaxing for both people and is actually a good outcome of the... Well, one of the good outcomes of the whole discussion and dialogue about respect and and boundaries and all that, because there's actually so much you can discover just with your physical proximity to her, making that a little closer than you would otherwise, and then watching how she responds and acting accordingly. Yeah. No, that's great advice. That's great advice. It's interesting because that's advice that really uh, guys should be taking you know, 10 years ago, even before the Me Too movement. I think guys are really scared and they don't have to be. Because I always try to remind guys that with the Me Too movement, this is about 
men who are being highly inappropriate with women in the workplace. This is about men who are being highly inappropriate with women and pushing boundaries. And so if you're a guy who's saying, I'm a little more nervous or I'm scared of how to act now in the Me Too movement, chances are you're the guy who's not going to have been doing anything to make a woman uncomfortable. Does that make sense? It, absolutely. I say the exact same thing, Trip. that if you're concerned about it and you're conscientious, you're already fine. you know. Um, and in fact, interacting this way with so much intentionality and respect and openness and curiosity to how she feels is a great thing just to have in society compared to like slinking back completely and being like, oh no, this is too much. I'm too scared. I'm just going away. That's actually not serving anyone. Right. And women, like you said earlier, women still want to meet men. They're still interested in meeting men. They still, they do want to be touched. They do want to be asked out. They do want to be led. They just want it to be appropriate. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, I I feel like the lessons that we're going to give on this episode, are just going to be clear is stuff that we would tell guys anyways. So they can understand that it's not just about, okay, let's be a little bit more sensitive because the Me Too movement, like no, you know, everything stays the same. You know, it's just now people are just getting called out for it. It's not that women got more sensitive. It's that the guys who were doing inappropriate, nasty stuff are just now getting called out. That's what it is. Exactly. So we can all just like rest easy and then have better language and better thoughts, like more complete thoughts around what does it mean to notice and develop chemistry in a way that's really respectful and and edifying for everybody involved. Right. Exactly. So why don't we go a little bit deeper now in terms of talking about when you're in proximity with a woman, what are some good ways to initiate touch and get that going? Yeah. So a really great time to do that. First of all, when you're meeting her, at least like shaking hands or maybe a hug, if that's appropriate, just as you meet and greet each other, it sometimes feels awkward to not touch at all, especially if it's a date. So you can touch her in the very beginning, at least with a handshake, you know, if not a hug, depending on how you feel and how you met her. If you've met her before, then a hug would make sense. If you've met her from online, then you can just gauge like, how does it feel in the moment? But one of those two, either a full hug, a half hug is strange as a greeting. So either a hug or a handshake as you meet her. Then, yeah, definitely no half hugs. I don't even like half hugging people I know. I know. Like, oh, if I ever get a half hug, I go, what are you doing? Come here, give me a full hug. Exactly. Men and women included. I'm like, give me a real hug. Give me a real hug. I feel the same way. It's like, if we're going to hug, let's go for it. Otherwise, a handshake, you know? A handshake's fine, but a half hug is just weird. It's like non-committal and like kind of, it's just weird. So agreed. So either a hug or handshake. And then once you've sat down or you're wherever you are, whether you're standing or sitting, you know, you're in conversation, you're paying attention to that proximity. You're noticing how she's being with you. If she's warm or at least neutral, if not warm towards you, then when she says something that you really connect with, that's a wonderful time to touch her on her arm or even like lean your arm or shoulder into hers. Or if you're sitting down, you can touch her knee, like not like higher up on her leg, like her actual knee or her hand, whatever is most natural, either her hand, her knee, or her arm. When she says something that really connects with you, or when you guys are sharing a laugh, like if you make her laugh, 
then kind of like nudging into her feels really natural and fun. Because what you're doing is you're building on a connection that is there like in the in the height of connection when you resonate with something she shared or when you make her laugh. Those are moments where touch most naturally follows, especially in the very beginning, like the first time, the second time that you touch her. I want to throw something in there too. I like the idea. This is a very natural way to touch somebody when you're just... This is when you're just breaking the touch barrier. Mm-hmm. You use the back of your fingers. Okay. So I like when you said when you connect with someone on something, it's like you're naturally your hands are already like the back of your hand or the back of your fingers are already facing her. So you're just moving that part closer to her, right? Yeah. So imagine that part and touching her, like her bicep or her shoulder or something like that. And it's not like a push, it's just a light touch to accentuate something that you're saying or a reaction. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. It's like an exclamation point with your hand. Oh, I like that. That's a good way of putting it. And ex- Yes, totally. <laughs> That's great. Okay. What else? Yeah. And so then you'll notice how she is. If she recoils then that means that maybe you don't have as much chemistry as you thought you did, which can be developed over the course of a conversation. So don't worry. It doesn't mean that she's not ever going to be interested. She just may not have been comfortable in that moment. But most of the time, she won't recoil. By the time you do that, you'll be doing that because you actually do feel a connection with you You know that, that she likely also feels. So what she may do, if she's more shy and reserved, she may not reciprocate at least not for a while. So you can feel free to kind of keep doing that at those moments when you're sharing a laugh or connecting with something that she said. If she's more outgoing, she may she may be the one to touch you first or she may certainly like reciprocate pretty early on. So by paying attention to how her personality is and then using that to help understand, okay, is she not touching me because she's a little bit shy or because like she just really isn't feeling any chemistry and, and, and whatnot. It just helps you read the situation better to notice her personality and, and her actions within that context. What about kissing? What about moving it to that next step? A lot of guys are really afraid of getting rejected during a kiss, which is why I believe most guys are scared to go for a kiss. Yes. What did you say about that? I'm so glad that you brought this up. So one of the first things I created years ago was the first touch to first kiss system. It's a sequence of 10 steps. And the 10 steps are within three phases. So the first phase is friendly touch, which is what we've been talking about so far. All we've been talking about is just friendly touch. Like You could really do everything that we've said so far except for like the proximity moving closer, you kind of doing that when you're creating chemistry. But as far as the touch only part, you can do that in any context with any person. So that's just friendly touch. You probably wouldn't with another guy, but you know, you could if you like really close friends or something. This is just friendly. Then the next stage of touch is flirtatious touch. And that's where you linger a bit. So when you touch her and she's not been withdrawing, she's either neutral or reciprocating, then you just linger a bit. Or you can even like when you withdraw your hand, you can do it in a way that's like stroking her a little bit. This is flirtatious. You would never do that in a non-romantic context. So that's flirtatious touch. And this can then become constant touch. 
So you're like, your knees are touching or your shoulders, you know, your arms are touching. You're constantly touching while you're having a conversation. And that's a second phase is kind of that flirtatious touch, lingering, building up to that constant touch. The constant touch is not necessary. It may just be like some seconds or it may be longer than that, but at least you're lingering and you're building up from friendly touch. And then the third stage is making the first kiss inevitable. And my guys who do this, so a lot of guys in our program, they've never even had a first kiss. They never have. And when they follow this sequence, a lot of times the woman will kiss them first. And then when they say like, that was my first kiss ever, sometimes they don't tell her that till they've been dating for a while. She's like, I literally don't believe you because that was amazing and you're amazing. I I don't think so. So it's really fun that it really makes it inevitable. And and what makes it inevitable is, is hugging first. So as you hug her, this gives both of you a chance to just sink into the moment, enjoy the moment. I mean, even just hugging her is exciting. You're attracted to her, you feel connected to her. And so, you know, just enjoying that moment and enjoying the chemistry of that moment. And then maybe like you stroke her hair or you touch her face. And then that really naturally leads into like your faces being together. And then at that, that's the point that a lot of times she may kiss you first, but you certainly like, it's not going to shock her when you kiss her at that point. And she could have plenty of chances to withdraw before then. So you're not just like sitting up across from the table and kissing her, which would be shocking for everyone. (laughs) You are hugging her first and you're giving her time to anticipate it because a lot of attraction for a woman... So I mentioned that a lot of it is how her body feels around your body. And a lot of that is anticipation of like what might be happening next and giving her a chance to wish that you would kiss her and giving her plenty of opportunities to withdraw so that you're really not at risk at all. By the time you kiss her, like it is, it's inevitable because of all that led before it. Do you think that if a guy goes for a kiss, like it's ever a bad idea? Meaning... Could it ever really go wrong? I mean, I, I don't want to lead you to my thoughts on it. So I'm trying to be careful here of how I ask you. But I mean, guys are just really scared of kissing. And I try to be optimistic because I tell them, whether you get rejected or you don't, I, I don't believe it hurts your chances. But what do you think about that? Like, is it ever a bad idea to go for a kiss? I mean, of course, I'm talking about in the context of a date. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know, in the context of a date, it really... So if you've built up enough of a connection, which is just like some touch that she's receptive to, ideally a hug, then of course you can kiss her. If you just haven't touched her at all, and then you try to kiss her just out of the blue, that does feel risky to me because you have no idea... I mean, touch does help you understand attraction once you've gotten established with your proximity and then you touch a little bit, then you can tell. If you kiss her without touching her at all first, it's sort of like skipping to like the last part of the dessert. I don't know because dessert's yummy, but it's like skipping a whole amazing, wonderful meal, which is like anticipation and getting to feel you through like lingering touch and through constant touch and through hugging. It's like, skipping so many beautiful, wonderful things. 
So not that you can never do it or that it's always going to be bad, but it definitely helps to lessen the risk of it being like, wait, that wasn't ideal. If you can just touch her more before that. Yeah. To build up some of that tension. Exactly. And then it just makes it more exciting, not only for her, but for you. It's more fun for everybody. Yeah. No, totally. And I always say this, I say for guys, if the girl likes you, she's going to want to kiss you. And if she doesn't like you, then she'll reject the kiss. And it's not because of the kiss. It's just because it's not there. right? The attraction just isn't there. Right. In the third case, she might like you still, but not isn't ready to be physical with you yet. And like kind of kiss you, but then kind of reject it or stand off. And if that's the case, I still think a woman, as long as she's still interested in you, beyond you going for the kiss, it won't hurt it. It's just that she's not ready in that moment. Yeah, that that's a such a great differentiator, like her being ready for a kiss versus her being interested in you. And if she's interested in you, she's gonna be very forgiving if she feels like, oh wait, that was a little early. Like it's not gonna make her just not be attracted to you anymore. Right. Exactly. That's what I try to tell guys. That's why I say you gotta go for it. And I like what you're saying here in terms of, you know, building some of that tension to then lead to it. So it makes the kiss more exciting. And also, even then you can get an idea. Like If you're using some of these steps that you said, but you're intuitively not really getting much of a response from it, that might tell you that she's not ready for a kiss. But I want guys to be careful with that piece of advice because I know that guys might... They might intuitively think she's ready, but they're going to say to themselves that she's not just because they're scared of that rejection. Right. So the the whole thing with like moving things forward is it's like you're moving things like down a lazy river. You know, you're going, you're not just standing stagnant. You're moving somewhere. So the touch builds, the tension builds as you hug her, as you touch her face, like we're going somewhere with that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have any other thoughts or, or tips or anything in terms of touching in this New era that people have defined as the as the movement. I think just proximity as a step beforehand, being aware of that, just helps so much. It really, really does. And also being comfortable in in your own skin too beforehand just makes not only the touch and the eventual kiss more welcome. It just makes you more welcome and feel great, and not only to her but just to yourself. So any kind of physical activities. I don't know how how active a lot of your guys are, Trip, but like martial arts or even like partner dancing or anything where you have to be aware of your body, sports where you're aware of your body, even weightlifting, you know, with heavy weights, you have to be aware of where you are and what you're doing or even running, anything physical where you're aware of your body and you can use that as building that body awareness to understand where you are and how you're moving and Feeling free to move with more intention and slower and just enjoying being a man is so attractive. And that's another thing, like sometimes in the Me Too, you know, era, guys can feel like, oh, well, you know, being a man or like feeling like a man is not that welcome or they can even feel self-conscious about being a man. But being a man is such a gift. It's so amazing. It just when you feel strong and calm and enjoying being a man, it just calms everybody's nervous system and is such a gift to women. So when you feel like that and you think about that, and that's part of what you do, like, you know, making sure that you drink enough water throughout your day, making sure that you eat well and that you move your body 
being aware of how you are and standing tall and strong and enjoying being a man, just having that in, in your intention and having that as part of what you think about every day, that makes you so your your presence so much more attractive and your proximity feels so much more electric when you are around a woman because you've been building that in the background and it's just extremely exciting. I love that. To me, that's very motivational. I, you know, I, I like to hear that as a guy, and I actually like to hear that as a guy from a woman. You know, being very just pro guy and and being, you know, all about. Hey, it's okay to step into your masculine side, and you know, get in touch with that, and just being in touch with how you're feeling all the time. So that's fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Where can guys find you if they want to work with you? So you can go to introvertedalpha.com. And there's a link in the menu for a free ebook that I've had around. And I've just kept it around because guys love it so much. It's all about finding your own unique vibe and how you're attractive as your own man. It's fantastic. And when you sign up for that, then we can keep in touch. You can see new webinars and teachings I'm doing and all kinds of things. And to learn more about our program, that's also in the menu at introvertedalpha.com. Our main program is called Launch Your Dating Life. And it's a beautiful 12-week experience with our coaches and really helpful material all organized in order. And there's also an item in the menu for reviews where you can listen to interviews with past clients and kind of get a feel of what it's like to work with us. Awesome. Very cool. I'll put that information in the show notes too. So guys can link to that. Sarah, thanks so much for being on here for a second time. It's always fun to be interviewing people, especially so many years apart. So it's been so cool to to see your business grow and, and the guys loving the introverted alpha. So thank you for being here and, and sharing some good tips with us. Thank you so much, Trip. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Great. Take care. You too.